John Leguizamo was excited about this movie? Like, like, when, like when his agent called, was he like, this is the one? To be... Going straight to the top. <laughs> you mean to star or co-star in a movie about the Mario Brothers? I think absolutely. This is his first movie role, allegedly. Which is... I was told that by a source I don't totally trust. Yeah, that seems bonkers to me. Uh, I assume my MDB was checked to make sure that that was credible, but I don't know. Um... What, was he in theater before? Like, how, why is he chosen to be the co-star? He's a comedian, wasn't he? Was he? Was yeah, he just a, straight up stand-up. Yeah. yeah, so this is his first movie role. He chooses a video game franchise to star as one of the lead characters. I mean, works work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you do? Um, I am surprised at how many credits he has after starring in this movie. That's all I will say, I think. You're saying that his talent was not uh, forecast in this one, basically. Oh, I'm saying if anyone saw this, they should have never given him another job again. <laughs> so you're just surprised from a like an angry perspective, essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. that sounds good. Welcome to Bad Movies of the Year. I'm Cooper. <laughs> and I'm Nolan. And today we are discussing the extremely failed uh, early 90s Super Mario Brothers movie, which... <laughs> <laughs> just holy fuck. Ah, it's a huge piece of shit. And here to help us navigate, we have our first ever in-person guest he's come from the, behind the glass of the other side of the studio it's producer john everyone huge video game nerd <laughs> and he's gonna lend his uh credibility anger. expertise anger, anger to this. yeah <laughs> welcome to the podcast john yeah i'm i'm so happy to finally be on the podcast instead of behind the scenes this is a one-time where thing, I to be clear it's gonna be where I, really belong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we had to bring you in you are i mean maybe the largest mario fan that i know nintendo fan yeah and this just destroyed it i watched this movie as a child and didn't watch it for about 20 years and i regret watching it again now you're haunted by what we have shown you the yeah. only thing I remember with this movie as a child was being disappointed. I could not yeah. have told you a single thing that happened in the movie. <laughs> I remember that Bob Hoskins was in it. And if I'm being honest, I preferred him as the racist cop in heart condition. <laughs> I really did. Um, that character brought more to the table for me. I mean, if we're going to say anyone carries their weight in this, it's got to be Bob Hoskins, though. In terms of just like acting chops, he kind of carries the humor, I think, a little better than like Wazamo here, which is strange considering he's the comedian. Well, he's doing a lot more than fucking Dennis Hopper. That guy's just stealing money from the movie studio. He's just <laughs> cashing a paycheck totally on autopilot. Um, shocker to, I'm sure, everyone who listens to this podcast, but I had never seen this before. This was my first time, uh, and I'm pretty disappointed that I have now. Well, speaking of disappointed, as you know, we always pair the movie up with the beer. Oh, <laughs> no. Fuck off. Don't do that Listen, to us. producer John is on my side. He's not an IPA guy either, and unfortunately for the two of us, but probably fucking happily for you. What are we drinking today, Noel? Yeah, so we have One Up. Yes, what a perfect name for this. This is from Block 3 Brewery, and it's called One Up. It's a Northeast IPA, so those tend to be extremely hoppy uh they add lots of hops <laughs> <Kind of. laughs> uh, it is also <laughs> an 8.7 percent uh alcohol beer so uh, lots of abv there this should be All like right, guys keys in the middle let's just <laughs> full everybody. alcohol full beer um now block threes in saint jacobs they've actually been around for a really long time in terms of craft brewing in ontario i think they've been around for nine or ten years so one of sort of the first uh, early craft breweries here uh, they have tons of styles and apparently it's a really cool spot a smaller spot but lots of cool beers for you to try there i know this isn't your favorite style or either of your favorite styles but i'm looking forward to it 
The can art do, is cool. Yeah, I do like the can art. Very much blocky, 8-bit type Yeah, it picture. shows you the... They, got the font. they nailed the font, yes. too. Yeah. I'm wondering if they didn't include characters on it because they were worried about getting sued or having to pay the royalties. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That must be. Yeah, you can get away with this, but yeah. probably not much more than this. Anyway, I guess we should probably just fucking... Yeah, let's crack into it. Oh, fuck. It's all over me. So after the Hollywood Pictures logo, we immediately hear the unmistakable NES theme song, which is going to be about the peak of uh, nostalgia for this before it all goes crushing downhill at a blinding speed. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really hopeful here. They actually pulled in the theme song. They must have had to pay some significant money for that. But I guess if you already have the rights to make a movie, you've given Nintendo or the writers of Mario quite a bit of cash already. Or did Nintendo finance this movie? We probably should have more research on this. John, you're our, you're our expert. What do you think? The the only hint I saw of Nintendo was in the final credits at the very, very bottom. Well, if there is any Nintendo connection, we also kind of get it here with some extremely pixelated video game style graphics of trees and dinosaurs. The time, 65 million years ago. The place, the ancient city of Brooklyn. <laughs> Yeah, apparently Brooklyn existed in prehistoric times. Who knew? <laughs> what the fuck? Why is a Mario movie starting with dinosaurs? Well, Bowser's a... We're going to find out. Don't worry. A stereotypically Brooklyn-sounding narrator tells us that a meteor hit the Earth and killed all of the dinosaurs. But what if it didn't? From, from <laughs> you can't even say it. You can't even say it. Yeah. It's the premise of this movie, essentially. Oh. From there, we see a mysterious Little Red Riding Hood type figure dropping something off on the steps of an orphanage before, and I shit you not, dropping down through the ground via a giant sewer pipe. So as soon as they're going to actually attempt some authentic world building here, I kept waiting to see giant mushrooms the characters could climb on. I know my instant reaction to finding out that this movie was about two parallel worlds attached by a sewer tube. That was caused by the falling meteor 65 million years ago. Is that, uh, how did you feel about in, that? In Brooklyn, by the way. Because that's where <laughs> like the hotbed of dinosaur discovery is, is Brooklyn. I never knew that Mario Brothers game took place in Brooklyn. That too. There are yeah. so many inaccuracies. I probably should have guessed from all the castles and, you know, yeah. sewer pipes and fireballs. <laughs> there are so many inaccuracies when dealing with the Mario universe and what they tried to parallel into this shit movie. They had so many easy like low-hanging fruit that they could have just made a nice, easy connection. And the first one we saw was that that pipe. And I was like, oh, they're going to use sewer pipes. You were excited about the well, pipe? It's a giant not, pipe. I was like, come excited, on. Not excited, but just a, a glimmer of hope of, oh, well, they'll transition different things from the game into the movie, and things will at least just make sense. That glimmer got stomped out of you real fast, didn't it? Oh. <laughs> anyway, she's uh, sneaking her way through some tunnels, clearly worried that someone is going to see her, but ironically, she backs right into that person. It's Dennis Hopper in some kind of military garb, and this is our big bad, King Koopa. So forget everything I just said about authentic world building. He's just a fucking dude. He's not a dinosaur. What's going on here? The, the Their premise is that the dinosaurs in the alternate universe are what evolved into humans. So in our world, monkeys evolved into humans. In their world, dinosaurs evolved into humans. Walking on two legs with arms and opposable thumbs and all of it. And they can kind of transform their figure to appear human, but also go between that and reptilian. Don't look to me to explain. I don't fucking understand this shit. <laughs> I, I sat through this for like the whole time. I did not have no idea what's going on. So all of this buildup is then transitioned another 20 years. Yeah. So uh, 20 years later, we finally get to meet the famed Mario Brothers in the very next scene. It's Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Because when I think Italian, I think John Leguizamo. 
<laughs> it's brutal. It, like, it's really interesting. I is Bob Hoskins Italian? Fuck. We really <laughs> yeah, we did. We didn't do any research there. I, I don't. Know. I, if I had to take a guess, I'd say neither of them are Italian. Um, but Leguizamo is known for being Hispanic and talking about like Hispanic yeah. issues in his comedy. Well, it's right? not like, like he's throwing an Italian accent in this movie either. No. He just sounds like John Leguizamo. No, so. neither of them do. Yeah, I will. I'll give them. You know, the slightest amount of credit. At least Bob Hoskins can look like a Mario. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little plump. He's he looked like a, a dynamite mustache. Yeah, they are at least plumbers. That's something. And they head her on a job in a scene that quickly demonstrates the dynamic between the two of them. Hoskins is the responsible brother who tries to keep a roof over their heads by actually completing plumbing work. And Leguizamo is the doofus who immediately causes their van to break down. <laughs> yeah, it overheats. He wasn't on top of it. They are late for their call, so they don't actually get the job that they're going to head to. It sounds like they're a few months behind in rent, and things are not going well for these brothers. We find out later that... Uh, our Luigi character is sort of apprenticing with Mario. So is that kind of what happens in the Mario? Is the one kind of learning from the other? Also, sorry, was he also adopted? Or did they make something like he's not actually related to Mario? No, he is. It's that he didn't know who his parents were. Are they not Mario's parents? No. They no. should be. Well, yeah. <laughs> not in the movie. brothers. Yeah. Right. But Luigi grew up not knowing his parents. As you can tell, they just fucking nailed this movie. If you, oh, yeah. if you I was trying to figure out the relationship also, between Luigi and Mario. They've really clearly explained all of this for us. And and none of it has anything to do with the video game. We meet our female lead in the next scene, but it's not Princess Toadstool. Uh, it's Daisy. I mean, she is a princess, we find out. She's also an archaeology student at NYU getting hassled at a dig site by... Uh, this guy kind of reminds me of like, the poor man's John Travolta. <laughs> the, the mobster yeah, type guy. Yeah, he was. He was definitely the most tan person in the entire so movie. So leathery. Yeah. Like, so leathery. Yeah. He should have been playing Mario or Luigi. That guy's <laughs> Italian as fuck. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I don't know, but his skin was already red. It would have mixed with the costume too well. I kind of got the vibes this guy was somehow connected to the Koopa character, but I guess not. I guess he's a regular human. But two guys who are definitely connected to Koopa's character are also lurking around. That's Iggy and Spike. They're kind of like the comic relief, and they try to kidnap Daisy, only to get foiled when they run into a big piece of glass. Yeah, these are the fish-out-of-water characters here. Somehow they've come through this pipe 20 years later, and they're trying to capture and bring back Daisy. But we also don't know their relationship to Koopa. We're like, are they his sons? It turns out they're like they're his cousins, I guess. We And we don't have any of that, really, no. right? But they, they make sure to tell us that they are from the other universe because they absolutely don't understand what's happening in this universe. Well, neither do I. And here's a, here's a sign of how little I was paying attention to this movie or how quickly I checked out. I saw the two of their characters and I was like, oh, it's Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, I assume <laughs> I crossed my wires and I thought we were watching a Ninja Turtles movie where the turtles were actually, like, humans. I don't know. I was fucking out on this one, man. I don't know. I got those vibes from these characters. Yeah. Like two doofus accomplices yeah. or henchmen. henchmen. They definitely goons. felt that way. Yeah. The goons. goons. Yeah. I think I compared them to the two thieves from Home Alone. Which, my God, you want to talk about similarities. There's more similarities between this movie and Home Alone than there is to fucking this movie and the Mario Brothers video game. Yeah. 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 They definitely model a lot of the sort the of... sound effects and the music. Yeah. Everything was so campy and off tone. Yeah. Every act action sequence, in quotes, is basically like a Home Alone like it sounds if you close your eyes like oh, I'm watching Home Alone like you hear this stuff and be like oh this is the part where they yeah. hit him with the fucking paint can or something I don't know uh, somehow John Leguizamo giving this lady a quarter for the phone is enough to get her to agree to go on a date with him it's actually a double date with Mario and some lady who is way out of his league 
And on this date, we find out that Daisy was that baby we first saw get dropped off at the church or orphanage or whatever. And she's got a mysterious rock slash gem thing around her neck that she never takes off. What did you guys think of this double date they were on? Uh, I was just more confused as who this other lady is. In like Who's what she Mario did with Hoskins? Or, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but also who is she? I mean, it's clear that they had some kind of relationship. Uh, this woman was really into him, and Mary was into her too, although that doesn't stop him from using his sort of charm later in the movie with other women. You thought she was a hooker, didn't you? <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so, it wouldn't be, so Mario wouldn't be a third wheel. He's got to be there to give his brother advice, so he brings a hooker along make a double date. That makes sense. Well, apparently this all went well as Mario hits it and quits it and Luigi backdoors the second date with a weird mixture of vulnerability and logic that I really respect. He says to her, If you want to end this right now and you feel bad about that, but you want to talk to somebody about it, you can call me. I thought the way that Luigi or Leguizamo delivered all of those lines and the dates was just beyond hopeless. There's no chance in any real situation that anything he said or did would have landed him a date with this NYU student and or like beautiful princess from another dimension. And yet it happens because they end up continuing the date. She takes him over to the dig site, which is probably highly against the rule. She'd be fucking expelled from school, I'm sure. And we get a chance to see how good he is at plumbing because a giant plumbing catastrophe happens right when she's showing it to him. What are the odds? Well, we see two people run out of there wearing the outfits of that sort of uh, what was the what was Scarpelli? His name? Scarpelli. So poor man's Travolta. Yeah, yeah, poor man's Travolta. We know is sabotaging the site because he just wants to get on with building. Who gives a fuck about finding dinosaurs from an alternate dimension? Well, the uh, Mario Brothers spring into action here, repairing the pipes and uh, criticizing the previous plumbers who were working on the site. And I'm like, finally some action. <laughs> You're like, see, the fix the pipes. <laughs> yeah, this movie's uh, fun. We're like 25 <laughs> minutes into this thing and nothing has happened. I'm just a, confused and angry. <laughs> there's a lot of build going on for sure. It's clear that Mario is competent, right? And Luigi is just an absolute boob. He doesn't know what he's doing at all. Um, he does know how to pass the tools to Mario, and together they successfully stop this water from flooding the dig site. Yeah, we do actually get a little something here as Iggy and Spike show up and grab Daisy. But first, they crack the Marvelers overhead with a couple of giant wrenches, which almost certainly would have brained both of them. But somehow the brothers are back on their feet in hot pursuit in no time, like immediately. I thought they got knocked out. Like the way if they got hit, it was like, it. that wrench was huge. But even even in the movie universe, they get hit, they get knocked out, but they're back up immediately. In time Why? to see which way they're going. Yes. Like or it's no. absurd. But Mario followed the echoes because he's so good with pipes. And where does he see them take her? Yeah, I was confused. I didn't really understand where they went through. They kind of go down. It looks like they hit a dead end. Yeah, they get to the end of some pipes, and it looks like they're almost in a cave. And then all of a sudden, from out of the cave, we get a like abyss-like effect where a face comes through, and it's Daisy yelling to help her. I'd much rather be watching the abyss than this piece of shit. That was <laughs> that was the thought I had. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like the abyss, which yeah. is a much much better movie. Um, and then. They're confused of what's happening here, but uh, one of the themes that sort of builds is Luigi kind of just trusts his gut. This is what gets Luigi through, and Luigi's like, fuck it, I'm just going to jump into this wall portal shit. I assumed Luigi could pass through that rock because he grabs that necklace off the princess. Like, he's got it, and I'm like, oh, that's the key to passing through dimensions. Right. How the fuck does Mario go through? Like, Luigi's Because gone. that's not the key. Well, okay, I guess. At the time, I was right. very confused. Like, yes. I'm like, oh, Luigi can do it because how can Mario do it? Yes. Everyone else is from that dimension, 
So as, as if you're from the dimension, you can bring people through? Because they've also kidnapped multiple people. Oh, that's true. Bring a bunch of people out, yeah. through. I think it's just an open portal. I think as point. long as the portal's open, you can pass through. Shockingly, the science might not be right? airtight. I don't know. That's what I mean, I've learned from this That movie. makes sense. Yeah. Well, either way, these portal effects are truly incredible. And by that, I mean just a giant pile of shit. Well, it all starts out with our Mario character kind of trying to jump in. He does flip after flip after flip when it looks like he's going through a bunch of broken geodes. Like, it's just insanely bad It just graphics. looks like a really bad kaleidoscope that he's falling through. Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. I don't understand the choice they made there. I mean, this is made in 93. Yeah, they had green screen. It was green screen. You just imagine uh, just Bob Hoskins like on his back like a turtle going like this <laughs> while they green screen just like, you can't see what I'm doing, but like, you know what I mean? While green screen geode things just fly past him. It's a pile of shit, man. Oh, wow. Ah, well, it turns out that by passing through this portal, the brothers have found themselves in a place called Dino Hatton. <laughs> it's the name of the city. See, this, we gather, is the place the dinosaurs who survived have been relegated to after the meteor hit the Earth. To hear Dennis Hopper tell it is a filthy parallel dimension with not enough food, water, or clean air. But what it does have is an extremely weird fungus that some people believe is the devolved version of the original Dinosaur King. That and criminals. Kindly old criminals. (laughs) So, uh, we get to this world, which doesn't seem like a Mushroom Kingdom at all, and... One of the first people they meet is this kindly old woman who asks them if they have any weapons and that they need to protect themselves. When they say they don't have any weapons, what happens? She robs them. She fucking robs them, yeah. Well, she pulls out some weird like stick that shocks the shit out of them first, and then she steals from them. And then a very large woman comes and grabs what was stolen from them, which is that important necklace and crystal. Yeah, and she fucking flies away, and what we see in a series of incredibly slapsticky scenes, is that all of the powers the Mario Brothers have in the game are going to be explained in this movie by technology. Brutal. Fucking brutal. Like, no good? No, no. I'm dying. <laughs> I mean, it looks like there's a company. What do they call it? Like, Thomp Company? And I think those are the big things that fall down from this guy. That was actually one thing that it got me excited again. When they first landed in this parallel universe, there were a bunch of, like, neon signs on all the on the buildings, and one of them said Thwomp. And then another one said bullet bills. And I was like, oh, these are two nice little like Easter eggs. But then it just ended. Then it was just, that was it. Yeah. They, there was a lot of potential here for them to connect to the people who love the game in the world. And I think one of the hardest part is they kind of tease you that they're going to be able to do that with the pipe, for example, early to show the transfer between with those little things like you're saying. And then we're right back into some weird fucking dystopian. That's place. what I mean. Like it's such low hanging fruit. Uh, yeah, and also, for some reason, they get arrested here for being plumbers. Well, sorry, first they meet a kindly musician named Toad, which is another fucking nice little reference there, and he gets arrested for singing an anti-Koopa song, but if I don't say anything else good about this movie, let me say this. This movie finally answers a question that's been on my mind for literally decades, which is, is their last name Mario, or is that just the one brother's first name? I'll let them explain. Name, Mario. Last name? Mario. Okay, what's your name? Luigi. Luigi, Luigi? No, Luigi Mario. Okay, look, how many Marios are there between the two of you? There's three. There's, there's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. His name is Mario Mario. <laughs> what is this? The worst part about all of this is it only became canon that their last name was Mario and Luigi Mario because of this fucking movie. Really? Is that true? Yes. It's not from the video games. It's from this movie. 
And then well, the video games <laughs> continued it from this movie. The no fucking software designer would be like, yeah, his name is Mario Mario. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> well, shortly after getting arrested, Dennis Hopper comes to interrogate them. He's pretending to be a lawyer or something, but we know that he's King Koopa. And this gets revealed in about 10 seconds when John Leguizamo touches him. He fucking freaks out. This character has a real problem with fungus. He's really worried about any kind of thing being on him. He spends um, like the large majority of his time disinfecting. It kind of reminded me a little bit of COVID, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> but it's something they introduced early in the movie and then abandon almost immediately. Well, he's in the mud, though. He's in the mud later on. A mud is like simultaneously clean yet dirty, which had very erotic undertones. Yeah, but before that, like remember when they first got arrested and they got like that blue Barbasol yeah. liquid poured on them? Delousing? Yeah. Standard procedure. But they, well, I they love... were all talking about how they wanted to get rid of the fungus that yeah. was all over the city. But he made the fungus. I know, but they also, they reference it now and then they never reference cleaning it again. I did enjoy the section where when the Mario brothers were brought into this prison, when they got sort of cleaned or deloused, they only sprayed it into their pants where their crotch is. <laughs> they didn't bother putting it anywhere else. They just opened their pants and sprayed the like spray right down on their dicks because that's where most of the fungus uh, would be had. <laughs> they are Italian. We know they like to... We saw Mario gets around. <laughs> Shots fired of the Italians. We already know there are no Italian pervs. Well, yeah, that's why they can fucking bang as much and get as much fungus as they want. They're, just, <laughs> they're not pervs. They're just... <laughs> wants any (laughs) as much as they want the number is zero okay well let's get this back on track now uh after dennis hopper fails to get the answers he's looking for he gives us a little more backstory here and also transforms toad into a goomba or at least the tiny headed lizard creature this movie tries to pass off as a goomba what the fuck was this this is the single most infuriating thing about this entire movie to me They have a machine that can evolve and devolve creatures. And what they're saying is all of the Goombas are devolved reptile people. Yeah, it kind of looks like a green, tiny-headed Michael Chiklis. (laughs) (laughs) I like the reference. Aren't Goombas like little fucking mushroom people things? Yeah, they're not supposed to be de-evolved humanoids. No, they're not giant lizard creature things that no. do the work of King Koopa. The Koopa Troopas would be the closer I was equivalent. Say, at least turn them into one of those fucking turtles. Like, right? come on. That's the perfect chance to do that. Were these CGI'd? No, 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 no. This is These fucking, are like puppet heads. Yeah, these are literally just like a shitty puppet head on top. That's why they were so tall. Because it was still the full, full human, human inside. was inside yeah. of it, and they just put this fucking shit head on. And it was done for cost, probably, but it was so infuriating to me that this is what they described as Goombas. I mean, we're going to get into some of the shit the Goombas do, but they are so dumb, yet um, our friend Toad, who is converted into a Goomba, somehow maintains his, like, understanding of who he is. A little bit. He's, yeah. He keeps some humanity somehow. Maybe because he's pure of heart. I'm just <laughs> grasping for straws at this point. The uh, Mario Brothers managed to escape. Luckily, Luigi is able to start one of those electronic cars because he plays a lot of video games. Oh, fuck, man. It, it dropped a reference yeah. here. But it was weird because the line almost refers to people who play video games as being like lazy and sitting on their ass. Who are you trying to target with this fucking movie? No, don't you see? He's just, he's waiting. He's biding his time. Playing the video games will pay off in that one key moment where you have to escape from a giant lizard prison via an electric car. That's the moment all those gamers are waiting for. It's interesting here because they're kind of trying to pull an escape and they get into this car. They get it started. We're going to get the chase scene kind of. And there's a couple of them in this movie. 
but every chase scene again i'm just going to bring it back again to the video game like when does this kind of shit happen in the video game oh never but what is this I, and i love this no your wife we watched this with your wife and she threw this out there i think she might be honest with me here is this where mario kart came from wow that's i mean that's a really big question i don't know because the first mario kart came out with 64? No, no, no Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Come on. And, sorry, no, I know, yeah, I know, I know. No, no, Super Nintendo, like. though, came out two years Producer before. John with the big eye roll. <laughs> Super Nintendo comes out two years before this movie. Super Mario Kart was released on August 27th, 1992. Hmm. So they would have been recording this movie making this movie. I think it was 93. But you're if it's 93, you're filming in 92. Yeah. Yeah, I think your wife's on something here. At the very least, it's a clear reference to it, if yeah. not a starting point. No, I so, agree. Yeah, I yeah. think it's definitely a reference to it. I think they're trying to... Well, there's a couple more of those it. actually in the movie. Okay. This chase ends in the most ridiculous way possible. They basically drive through a tunnel towards the desert, level two, passing through a bunch of the fungus that just looks like old sheets. And those old sheets wrap around them as they shoot out of the tunnel exit, stopping them from crashing to the ground and making a boing, boing, springy noise. Now, if you're having a hard time picturing this, <laughs> just imagine the screenwriters taking a giant shit on their laptops, only instead of that shit splashing down, soaking through the keyboard and producing this movie, it got caught at the last second by some old sheets. <laughs> I mean, the producers of this wouldn't have been using a laptop. They probably would have been uh, typing it on a much larger computer. Um, it was a garbage effect. It was yeah. just awful. And um, that cave looked like a giant anus. And capped <laughs> off by the horrible sound effect. Yeah, actually, I was really disappointed with the sound in general in this film. Like, they didn't reach very far. They had Alan Silvestri doing the music, and he's had what I would guess is a pretty successful... He's our old friend from Back to the Future Part (laughs) 2. I feel like they used some of the set design from that movie, too. Oh, yeah, I could see a lot of that. Oh, in the 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 dystopian future? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Biff Tannen's Pleasure Palace in the background? That would have have enjoyed that more. I would have popped for that. Start throwing some references around. Billy Zane cameo? Uh (laughs) So so they've leveled leveled up. They've headed to level two. Uh, What I figured out, and so has Luigi somehow, even though he's a fucking buffoon, is that (laughs) the fungus is now helping them. It is. It's, it's releasing little things to give them like powers and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, there was like a little bomb that they sort of recognized in there. It's given to them. It clearly caught them on purpose and didn't allow them to crash and die into the desert, right? This is not chance that they're being saved by this. This is helping them to sort of fight King Koopa because we're going to find out that there's more to this fungus than we had uh, first heard. Definitely. And speaking of King Koopa, he has figured out that Daisy is the magical princess who's going to help him like merge the two dimensions or whatever. I was still not totally clear on the plot at this point. But for some reason, he's still got a massive hard-on for the Mario Brothers. So he sends Iggy and Spike back after them. But first, he's going to evolve them with his technology. Serious question. Did Christians just hate this movie? Because I think they must have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ah. Uh. When they evolve his his like kids or what? How are these things okay. related to him? Is it cousins? They're, cousins. They're cousins. So they evolve them up, and then all they do is have like a greater dialect. Why didn't he change at all physically? 
Like every other like evolution and when you go up or down, you yeah, evolution. We've seen changes in the way that they look, but instead of this one, they just get slightly smarter. Like this well, is because they've already reached yeah. the pinnacle of physical appearance. You're saying white male is the pinnacle of physical appearance? Woo! job. I have to go back <laughs> behind the glass. That's a, that's a very hot take right there. Oh, these aren't these aren't handsome white males either. If we're really yeah, being they, honest, they no. really weren't. So you, you, what you're saying is their handsomeness should have also evolved. They well, should have got better should have come out of there. Yeah, better. I would like, have come out to with look like better giant looking, brain. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to picture. Creatures like, like larger brains or I don't know, like foot long dongs and <laughs> <laughs> been beautiful and had great brains. So he evolves his children because he wants to go hunt down the plumbers because the plumbers have this fucking crystal that he's he obsessed thinks. with. He thinks. He like, thinks. Can this, I sidebar for a quick yeah, second? Yeah, I think you can. If they have this insane technology that can both evolve and devolve any creature, why are they not using this to just make their world better? I mean, you just <laughs> unlocked the this is the, this is the glaring one of many glaring like, plot holes in this movie. He could he could make every single person in his kingdom really fucking smart with a turn of a dial. They'd be able to solve, and they could solve every problem. But he'd still be trapped in his kingdom. He but believes his kingdom would become the no, better kingdom. But he believes the real world is his. That's where he belongs. His rightful kingdom. Uh, <laughs> no, like that's why he's he's vindictive that he has been taken out of the world that was once his. He wants back in that world. That actually, there's a logical reason for that. He could evolve them all fucking day. If he can get back to Earth Prime, doesn't matter. But has he been there for sixty five million years? No. no. But then how would he know that there were two worlds and that he should be in the other one? Oh, you think he's just a dumb dinosaur? It's fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of dinosaurs, guess who we meet in the next scene? Yoshi looks just like him. I'm so angry. Like, one, there's no sweet saddle. Two, he's not pooping out fucking eggs. And <laughs> he doesn't make those nice little beep boopy sounds. No. He doesn't have a cool long tongue that he's like a raptor from shit. Jurassic Park. He literally like, looks literally. like he No, was... he has a tongue. He used the tongue later on that lady. But you don't know that until Sorry, later. To be clear. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't use the tongue on that, that lady. That would have been amazing. Yeah. I'm sure that no, Princess that's Peach is trying to He just grabs a lady it. with his tongue and pulls yeah, her he towards him. So basically, picture a small version of a raptor from Jurassic Park and this is the Yoshi they presented to us. When Daisy meets him, she quickly gets interrupted by King Koopa who has given off some real creepy vibes here saying things like You are so fresh and so clean. <laughs> Don't fight it. Also, is his hair in cornrows? There's a lot of problematic things in this nephew. <laughs> it's so meant to look like I, scales on a like a dinosaur. I, I think head. worse than his haircut is the like rape intentions he has towards the Daisy character in this scene. That to me is more problematic than the haircut. I'm really having trouble with his performance in this movie. I told you he's phoning it in. He's just cashing a paycheck. It's really bad. Yeah, it's I bad. I am not at all enjoying the way that he's sort of putting forward his Bowser or his best Bowser because it is pretty He's not garbage. even called Bowser in the movie, He's though. Ki well, King, King Koopa, Koopa is, a bad is Bowser, but I know, yeah. In the Mario universe, yes. Yeah. In this movie, no. no. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, after uh, King Cosby's done with this lady... Oh, I'm sorry. King Koopa is done with this lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, right. you're trying to offend the Christians. You're trying to get into Cosby. Wow. Me. What else are we going to get out here? 
Meanwhile, back in the desert, a shirtless John Leguizamo and a very shirted Bob Hoskins are out for a nice midday stroll. Why did he when take Iggy his shirt off? <laughs> I don't know. Because he's young and attractive. It wasn't Mario double shirted? Yeah, his yeah, shirt on a windbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. He's very shirted. They're out for a nice midday stroll when Iggy and Spike spot them and spring their trap. But I guess that evolution didn't really take because they spring themselves right into the ground and now the Mario brothers have captured them. Has Luigi ever been topless in any game? Why would you make a topless child's video game character? Can <laughs> well, I ask that question? Why would, why you would your brain go to that? Topless in a child's movie. He's in the movie. fucking desert. It's hot. Yeah, but still. Okay, why never is Bob take wearing two shirts? Because Bob Hoskins has a fucking rotund dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to make Bob oh, Hoskins man. take his shirt off? So the. <laughs> So the brothers cut a deal with Iggy and Spike here. They're going to retrieve the rock necklace for them if the Koopa boys will tell them where Daisy is. So we're off to one of Dino Hatton's hottest clubs where the corpulent woman who stole the necklace from them, those are Iggy's words, by the way, can usually be found dancing the night away. And so we cut to the Mario brothers dressed up in flashy club attire, Luigi in his trademark red and Mario in his trademark yellow. Wait, what? Yeah, this fucking ketchup and mustard outfit that they put on is just atrocious. The club that they arrive at is giving me the worst 90s movie vibes. See, I'm going to go the other way here and say best scene in the movie. Oh, I it, fucking It has the this. best moment in the movie by far. Right? I'm saying, by oh, far, you're oh outnumbered. God, I would I like mean, to know what your best yeah, moment what, in the movie what are you gonna is. Come out Was here? it when the credits rolled? Yeah, prob- <laughs> probably. Um I think the only reason why you both have this as the best moment is because you enjoyed when the larger, beautiful um, woman punches Mario in the face. Yeah. And he comes back and talks to her about it and mentions how great it felt when she punched him in the face. It's enjoyable. Bob Hoskins is on in this scene. What what does he say right before he goes over to her? I can't remember. I don't know. Ladies can't resist a Mario. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. 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 He's right. He's absolutely right. Listen, this lady's into him. That uh, hooker from earlier is into him. He's really he's doing some damage. When he shows up to rescue all of the like stolen women later, I think half of them know him based on his Italian. They name. all knew exactly who he was. They yeah. slide out of there on all the. <laughs> <laughs> They're all riding the same mattress. Yeah, Sploosh like, Mountain. Same thing until <laughs> we get to this scene. <laughs> Regardless of how good the scene is or isn't. Unfortunately, the brothers are still wanted, and there's posters of them all over the place. They get spotted quickly and have to make a daring escape using more of that incredible technology we got a glimpse of earlier. They use the fucking boots. <laughs> these, I don't even understand how they work. They step into these. They look like bear traps, and they have to put the little bullets uh, that are usually coming the across the screen. Yeah, trying yeah. to kill Mario, not used to propel his boots that allow him to fly up in the air and jump out of a ceiling. So, so they escape, and uh, they're clear, right? They're good. They're going to go back to their own world. No, that's not what they're going to do. They're going to rescue the princess. But before that happens, we get a quick scene where Dennis Hopper talks to the former Dino King, or what's left of him. The part we see is basically is the giant scrotum hanging from a ceiling. <laughs> I'm serious what it looks like. It's like a big fucking ball sack. And then whenever, <laughs> whenever it communicates, one of the balls slips at the bottom. <laughs> like, there are th- like three glaring moments of this movie that I remember when I watched this when I was like 12 that terrified the shit out of me. And the third was this moment, watching that testicle drop from the ceiling. <laughs> it doesn't look like a bomb, I'm telling you. Terrified me. Yeah. As it's- a 12-year-old who loved Super Mario more than anything in the world, and I see this happen. It's a really fucking weird setup, too. Because there's a fucking throne chair in the middle of this room. Right underneath it. Right yeah. underneath it. And then we have... 
what looks like a cylinder that has fungus all over it, and what protrudes from the cylinder is a single nut. <laughs> Soaking and soggy and just so moist. The amount of moisture that's coming off this nut is incredible. I feel like you're just trying to drive our listeners away at this point. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> just say, ask yeah. them to leave. Say more words that will turn them off. Oh my god, man! I'm just trying to paint a disgusting picture with my mouth. Well, you're, do- <laughs> you're doing it. You're definitely doing it. Hopper is feeling confident about his plan here, and sure enough, the Mario brothers are closing in. All the while, doling out helpful plumbing tips and pro-union sentiment. Look at this! It's a plumber's nightmare. These pipes have been serviced for years. Must have been a non-union job. We do, however, <laughs> finally see them in the correct colored suits. Yeah, so I was hoping for almost like a gear up montage. We did not get it. No, it was so fast. Yeah, they gear up in like ten seconds. He yeah, pulled, no he pulls two outfits out of like we don't know where they locker. come from. Yeah, a we don't know where they come from haphazardly, and they, and then they're just in an elevator high fiving. Exactly, it. it's so weird. I I wish there was more space for them to get prepared and become the Super Mario Brothers because. I think when they previewed this, the cut that they showed was them like stepping out in those and outfits. And we do get that shot. There is a reveal shot. That's at least something, but I know what you mean. It happens very quickly. However, you mentioned the elevator. High-fiving isn't all they're doing in the elevator. What else do they do? So I don't even understand why this scene is in the movie. I mean, you kind of get a payoff later, but they're in an elevator. They're going up because they want to go rescue Daisy. But who comes into the elevator while they're there? Goombas. And two of them come in. Two of them come in first. And then we start getting more coming in. And then we get elevator music. It's the underwater music from the Mario Brothers game. It is the music. The underwater music from Mario. And Luigi decides he's going to go with his gut again. This is kind of his move in this movie. And he grabs the shoulders of one of the Goombas. And he starts making it sway and dance with the sound of the underwater music. To your point, I don't know why they do this. It accomplishes nothing. It gets all of them dancing. But it's not even like... To, to what end? Yeah. How long is this movie? Pat Is padding? Padding possible? I don't... I know that you love to go to padding. I don't think they needed this scene to reach uh, their 90 minutes. Maybe they just wanted to work in the music. Maybe they're throwing a tribute to the game here. I could say yes, but if this is how you're choosing to do it, what about all the times you chose not to? Yeah, how did you not like, do it? What the um, fuck? I mean, this does kind of pay off later in the fact that when the Goombas were sort of about to intervene in a fight between Mario and King Koopa, Toad kind of plays the music and it throws them back into their dance and they decide, ah, fuck it. But how would uh, Luigi know that this was no, going to do it? There's no way. You're reaching yeah. here. This is We spent way too much time on this. It's a very bizarre scene, and also a bizarre scene is the next one where there's been, like, a woman with King Koopa the whole time. I don't know if she's, like, a secretary or his girlfriend or what, but whoever this woman is, she shows up and tries to, like, kidnap Daisy, even though she's already been kidnapped. But I guess this lady wants to be the one who merges the dimensions. I wrote my notes. I have no idea what's going on here. You mean you don't know why Lena's in this movie? Who is Lena in the context of the video? Do you have any idea? No one. Yeah, she no. does not exist. This is purely a plot-driving character, right? Like, we need someone to move along this whole process, and we also don't want everything to be 
as easy for King Koopa as it probably would be if he had control of all of the Goombas and all of the others, right? But except he also wants to merge the dimensions. So what's the fucking difference if he does it or if she does it? I don't understand. There's, there's no point to any of this. Well, I mean, she wants to share in the power with him. She wants to be his leading lady. And but she immediately backstabs him. When he says that he's not really interested in sharing with her. She tested him. She wanted to know if they were doing it together. And when he kind of shows that he's not willing to, she's like, fuck it. I'm going to go bring everyone across and be the leader. The problem is, does she control the Goombas? She control anything. Yeah, no. she, she's got nothing. She had the crystal for a second. She certainly doesn't control Yoshi, who uh, shows up here arbitrarily to save the princess. Yeah, she tries to kill Daisy. So she pulls out some kind of like dagger knife thing and threatens Daisy. And you're right, Yoshi... Steps up here, and this is where we did get the tongue shot out, which I was kind of excited about. Yeah, and then she stabs Yoshi. Who would want to harm Yoshi? Yoshi's like the cutest character ever. But not this Yoshi. Well, no, it's no, like... he's actually kind yeah. of a scary dinosaur. Yeah, it's pretty fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, after getting kind of rescued by Yoshi, Daisy literally gets rescued by Iggy and Spike, who take her to the giant scrotum and tell her that it is actually her father. And after staring deep into it for a while, Yoshi shows up alive and healthy-ish. He encourages her to play Duck Hunt on a nearby computer console, which allows her to communicate with Mario and Luigi, who, I forgot to mention, are currently hanging in an elevator shaft after some truly awful physical comedy. Yeah, no reason for them to be at this elevator shaft. You could throw padding on this scene, then. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh my God. Like you with him hanging and bouncing and whatever that was? Truthfully, most of the Mario Luigi scenes are padding, which is weird in a movie that is literally called Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Like 90% of their scenes don't drive the plot in any way. The plot is not, they don't have the plot at all. The plot is just Daisy and King Koopa. The plot basically. is happening around them, yeah. 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 It's true. The only time they're a part of the plot is when they have that crystal and they don't realize the significance of why they have it. They're about to try to go rescue Daisy, though. And they do. They come get her. And from there, they go to rescue his lady friend also. He was going to take her to WrestleMania. See, he mentions that. But Koopa catches the princess and Luigi. Not only that, but uh, Lena, his ex-lady friend, is about to merge the dimensions. So he prepares his troops for invasion. And I ask myself, how could things possibly get any worse? And the answer, there's still like half an hour of movie left. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, fuck, are you serious? Uh, I I was about done at this point, too. I was ready for it to be over. We start getting independent stories of Mario and Luigi. Mario heads off to go find his, what you've described as hooker friend. I did not call her a hooker. You called her a hooker. No, I didn't. Fuck off. No. I never said she was a hooker. There's a bunch of stereotypical... Um, the Real Housewives women. of Brooklyn. Are yeah, exactly. Yeah. 1990s sure. edition. And they're all in there. They've been captured by the two doofuses that were looking for our princess and couldn't figure out the right woman. And Mario's there to try to save his. But when he gets there, they all know him. All I know is he rescues his lady friend, and that leads us to a daring ice slide escape, which I think was later mined for Mario 64. With a generic 90s guitar solo, low-budget green screen, and super realistic effects on this ice slide chase now. Holy fuck. The effects are horrible. We have them get on a bed. The only reason it goes down that tube so effectively is all of their is everywhere. <laughs> 
pipes. They're flying down <laughs> no, there. No, it's because Mario Luigi Mario, made he's a lady all the killer. pipes cold. Yeah, that's right. They froze the pipes. They froze all the pipes. They froze uh, the pipes. Well, I thought they were all about heating up those fucking it's pipes. Yeah. <laughs> <No, right. laughs> well, what what does Mario find when he shoots out of the end of that ice slide? He finds Luigi and Daisy, but also King Koopa, of course, which leads us to like a weird shootout. But John, you were saying that parts of this actually did remind you of the video game. So mission accomplished? Yeah, th- this moment turned the movie around for me. Come on. And then immediately turned it right back there around we go. for me. Yeah. At the end of Super Mario World, the very last boss fight, Bowser's in like this flying... I don't even know what, what like it's a helicopter like a, like a cauldron of yeah. some sort. It's like a weird, like it's like a top kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. And he ends up in something like that, and I think there's going to be this cool boss fight. It did feel a lot like that. I like you got very excited at this. It lasted I, like ten seconds. Hold on, short. I was watching this both. Neither one of you got very excited. Well, Let's just I have this seen back the movie here. before. I was really hoping he would bounce on his head. Like, how many times yeah. were you hoping that Mario that he, was going to lose? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, yes, I was just hoping for those boots to plunge right on top of his head. I was like, this has to happen at this there point. There wasn't a single Goomba stomp in the whole movie. Nope. The closest nope. we came is when that hooker punched the already unconscious None Goomba. None of them are hookers. You guys got to stop with this. These are fine Brooklyn women. I love you women of Brooklyn. Don't listen to Nolan, producer John. This is fucking horrible. I apologize. Koopa's lady goes to merge the dimensions, but she can't handle the power, and her skeleton gets embedded in a cave wall. Cue Luigi, who puts a button on the scene with this gem of a one-liner. Man, she sure makes an impression. <laughs> I actually busted a fucking gun. <laughs> this is the best yeah, line in the movie. This probably is if the you don't most count, well-timed yeah. line. Yeah. If you don't count Mario talking to that uh, lady in the disco, this is a fucking good line. Uh, bad news for everyone now. As the worlds begin merging, this delights King Koopa as he soon finds himself back in his old stomping grounds of Brooklyn. Remember how Brooklyn was a prehistoric city? He's anyway. never been there, <laughs> no. that fucking guy. He recognizes he it, yeah, oh, yeah, back on my I'm land. Happy. He celebrates by devolving that mob guy into a monkey, which gets a big laugh from everyone. What a confusing yeah. scene. No one's concerned. No one cared at all. Everyone laughed their asses off. No one was worried about them, like him doing to them next. Like a half dozen lizard creatures and Dennis Hopper randomly show up. They like materialize. He turns the guy into a monkey and everyone just fucking laughs. It's insane. Yeah, there would definitely be screaming. Everyone would be running away. They would have definitely responded differently seeing this. This is crazy. Couldn't agree more. He tries to pull that shit on Mario, but he blocks it with a giant mushroom, you know, just like in the video games. And uh, back in Dino Land, Luigi pulls out the rock, which brings King Koopa and Mario back for our ultimate climax. One involving a very slow-moving bomb, Reebok product placement, and gentle harmonica. The fight that they get into here is so slow-paced. That bomb that he sets off has the smallest wick like ever in an explosive, and it lasts for at least 25 minutes of the movie. As it slowly walks towards him. It's the fucking bomb from the video games. We've all seen those bombs. Bomb. Yeah. And in the course of this scene, what happens to King Koopa? So King Koopa is like fighting Mario, and he thinks he actually has the upper hand until he loses and gets devolved himself. Yeah, but it's first it's the bomb that blows up underneath him. Yeah, and that shoots him up in back into that cauldron thingy, and then he emerges from the cauldron thingy as a dinosaur, and then devolves again, and then explodes into goo. Yeah, it's really weird. And the dinosaurs that pop out of the cauldron thing are like fairly scary. I could see how you described other parts being scary as a child. This one would have been freaky. Like his last stage, it was like full T Rex. This one seemed 
like a very Ghostbusters moment. I yes. We did a little bit of digging, and it suggests that this movie was kind of modeled after a Ghostbusters model, and this felt like the most Ghostbusters moment to me. So like a Stay Puff Marshmallow, I mean, which is a dinosaur? Exactly. That's kind of it's what it felt why like. why he turns into goo, and not the good kind of goo that's been helping Mario and Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> so with King Koopa finally dispatched after first being revealed as the filthy dinosaur he was, the people celebrate, and back in the Ballsack Castle, Princess Daisy's father re-evolves into his original human state. Why was there zero castles in this fucking movie? I don't know, man. There should have been castles, yeah. Like, that's the low-hanging fruit. Okay, but explain this to me, though. This guy re-evolves into a human despite not being shot with one of those guns, so I guess his de-evolution was caused by magic? Like, what is this? No, this is certainly a plot hole. This is this is something that's a problem. Everyone First one in the movie yeah the first one that we can find and legitimately criticize <laughs> is right yeah. here where he evolves for no reason ball sack turns into like a middle-aged british man yeah exactly and that's and that's he's he's human now so but then daisy is his daughter yeah which is not correct yeah. daisy either. is bowser's daughter yeah. speaking of daisy it's time for luigi to get his pipe wet or so it would seem it turns out that she feels like she needs to stay behind to help the members of her kingdom rebuild and start again there's an extreme close-up of John Leguizamo here. He's devastated, which, I mean, who wouldn't be after knowing this girl for 15 or so hours? This I mean, like it happened like one day. He's in love. Uh, he did go through a lot to rescue her from a like evil lizard man, and he's learned his trade. He's now a good plumber. He doesn't get to lay pipe quite as often as Mario, so I think that's kind of what has him down. No, Bob Hoskins, in fact, pops in to tell him that, you know, he needs to just let this one go because she needs to know where she came from before she can know where she's going or something like that. I don't know. It sounded wise, whatever it was. Anyway, we're pretty much done here. We see the Mario Brothers at home watching themselves get praise on the news. They worked the title in here, which you know I love. Uh, Luigi is still heartbroken, but just then, Princess Daisy bursts through the door to summon them back for another adventure. And you know what that means? Super Mario Brothers 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> And less like that, we're in the credits. But for some reason, and I truly don't understand why, there's a post-credit scene with a couple of Japanese businessmen who want to make a video game of the adventures of the Koopa Cousins, Spike and Iggy. I mean, it's it's the most we can do. Like, if we have an opportunity to have a meteor hit and we can take some, like, sewer grates or sewers to another world, we might as well bring back Iggy. No. <laughs> also, yeah, no. you're right. Let's go back in time and fix that one of all the things we can do here. Well, this seems like as good a time as any to transition to our ratings because this piece of shit movie is finally fucking done. If you've uh, never listened before and are still with us for some reason, the way we always do this, we hit the movie on a scale of 1 to 10. We do it two times, 1 to 10 for how bad it is, 1 to 10 for how enjoyable. And the goal is to find movies that are 10 out of 10 on both scales or what we call the Crit 20. And I will go first and tell you that for me, it is in play because this movie is 10 out of 10 bad. Not only were the effects absolutely horrendous and the acting just terrible. I can't even find words to describe how bad the attempts at comedy were. This thing just took a giant shit all over my childhood. It's so awful. I cannot imagine anyone would have seen this and like been like, yeah, I was good. I really enjoyed it. Just disappointment city. I have this as a 10 bad. What do you say, Noel? I mean... If I think of it, the concept in general of the meteor hitting and there being two alternate universes and this is how Mario, the two sort of Brooklyn plumbers, can go across and save a mushroom kingdom is fucking insane. 
The acting in this movie, everyone mails it in. Bob Hoskins is the only one who I think tried a oh, little like bit. Oh, like Wazamo's trying stuff. Is I mean, he it, though, it's, or is he I just? Guess, I think like, it's his so first dumb one. that it just no, looks like it. It's no, his it's his first, first movie. He's yeah, trying. He's trying. Dennis Hopper is on complete autopilot. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So that sucks. Um, I thought that the effects were also brutal, horrendous. I thought the sound was yep. really bad. Music bad. Yeah. Other than like the intro music and the occasional like mood setting tone, the music felt really off base. Like it didn't seem like a sort of comedy that it was supposed to be. The concept is fucked. I know I said that already, but it is the most annoying thing to me. 65 million years ago, a fucking meteor hit and we split into two dimensions. This is a 10 out of 10 bad. Wow. So it's in play for both of us. Yeah. And now for the first time ever, our guest. I get John, to rate this too? What do you think? I mean, of course you get to rate it. What do you think? How bad on a scale of one to 10 is this movie? 10. Yeah. It's it's awful. That's a quick agreement right there. Well, based solely on the fact that this absolutely destroys a beloved franchise, it's a 10. Take that completely away, and it's still a 10 because of everything you guys have already said. From the plot alone being so nonsensical and stupid to the acting, to the music, to the effects, it's bad. It was hard to watch, and it was hard to get through. There it is. Now, the real question, though, and you're going to go first for this. On a scale of 1 to 10, how enjoyable did you find this movie? Um, I tried really hard to not give it just the worst possible rating. But again, because of how much I love video games and how much I love Mario and how terrible this was. And it's, it's like at every point when they decided to choose something from the game to put into the movie, they picked the wrong things or they omitted the most simple, easiest things. I honestly, I struggled so hard throughout this whole movie. I had it at a four and based solely on that bullshit extra scene with the two Japanese guys at the end, I'm making it a three. Okay. Wow. All right. Three, three enjoyable. So there you go. Not bad. Uh, Noel, what do you think? This was really cringy. It felt really 90s to me. Like I got a lot of that in the costuming and the dance scene and, and the way they did sort of the post-apocalyptic future kind of alternate dimension didn't work for me. The comedy wasn't very good. I felt like a lot of the ideas were ripped off from other movies that were successful at the time. Um, as a first-time viewer, I never want to watch this again. That is for fucking sure. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had it as a two enjoyable. Well, this is just a sliding scale here. We had a three and a two, and I'll be honest with you both. Uh, I have this as a one for enjoyable. <laughs> That's fair. This movie, and I cannot believe I'm going to say this right now, I would rather watch Batman and Robin than watch this again. Wow. <laughs> this movie, there was, I had nothing. I got zero enjoyment out of this completely. Like, just not even a thing. Like, I, I was zoning out. I was like, how much longer until this is over? The, the connection to the video game, basically non-existent. Uh, in fact, the the lack of connection is so egregious that it made me upset. This movie blew ass, and I never will watch it again. It's 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 just horrible. A horrible time. I don't think that uh, we can disagree that it is not just a horrible fucking movie. I think the big thing that I didn't talk about, and you both pointed out, is how little this felt like Mario to me. Right? Yeah, it, it just was, didn't show up. It was up. such a punch of the face. 
I want to call you. It was out. like Bertha punching Mario in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I want to call Cooper Cooper out here because he did say there wasn't a moment of enjoyment for him, but you did really enjoy that moment where Bertha punches like that, Mario. In the that face. moment is what gave it like at least a plus one. You enjoyed that, and that a but I feel bit. like that's a stretch. Like listening to both you guys now rate this, like I feel like three is giving it way too much credit. Well, it's your first. I'm going to stick with you know, it. You're, you're, you're I'll new stick at with this. it. Yeah. But it's hard to throw down it. a one. It, I think, not for me. Not, yeah, not, not after yeah, watching this. Yeah. So thanks, John. Nice to have you here. <laughs> you brought me. <laughs> we appreciate uh, you, good, John. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We're sorry that we had to put you through your childhood trauma again to be Can here I go with us. back behind the glass now? No, no, no. Because first you got to tell us what you thought of this beer. What do you think of this beer? Way better than the movie. Wow. You know what? I agree. And I did Way not better. enjoy this beer. <laughs> you know what? I... I went in with very low expectations because, like you, I am not an IPA guy. Wasn't that bad? Yeah, crushable. This is a I drank it a lot, a lot quicker IPA. than I thought I would. It uh, it didn't have like super lingery hops, a bitter taste that I don't like. Man, it's like we had two different beers. I too drank mine quickly, mostly just to forget this fucking movie. But <laughs> uh, yeah, not my not my style, which we all sort of knew. Now Noel's going to fillet this beer for the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think it was absolutely delicious. <laughs> um, it was not hard to drink. I felt like the 8.7% was not even existent. Like, you wouldn't have known that it was a double IPA if you were to just pour it in a glass. I will I will agree with that. It kind of tasted yeah. more like a regular IPA. Yeah. Um, I would not get the 8.7, so, yeah. I thought the both the color, the, the hops in it, everything sort of fit with the styles that I really, really enjoy out of a Northeast IPA. And so I thought they did a really good job there um definitely check out some beers from black three cool can art again on this one up can so next week we are going back to the 80s horror well you've been asking for more horror more horror more horror so we are going to be watching an 80s horror classic held in very high esteem loved by many in the horror community next week we're going to be watching motel hell Ooh, that sounds pretty fun um Instantly, I start thinking about, like, hostile kind of vibes. Is this like a motel where people are getting killed when they go to stay? Uh, short answer, yes. Although, now that I think about it, I mean, there's dead bodies. How many of them are actual motel visitors? I can't say. But people who happen to come across this motel or its proprietor tend to meet a fairly grisly end. So, there is just some iconic horror imagery in this one and the 80s good time vibes that we love so much. So... I think that'll be a good time. As someone who's requested a lot more 80s horror, it's one of the first ones I thought of. I'm like, this is a good one. Noel will enjoy this. So I'm excited. Yeah, we'll be talking about that one next week. But uh, between now and then, if you have not already, please follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at the BMB Podcast. Feel free to uh, send us your feedback. Let us know that you think this uh, movie was wonderful and that we are fucking brutally wrong. I won't hold my breath on that. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Not happening. No chance. Uh, if you have any suggestions for beers and or movies, feel free to send them through the DMs on our social media or the BNB podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for being with us, John. Thanks so much for being with us, anyone who's still listening. I'm, I'm super happy to have done this. Hope I never have to do it again. <laughs> well, we'll see. But uh, until next week, we hope you'll join us. I'm Cooper. I'm Nolan. And we'll see you next time on Bad Movies and Beer. Keep laying pipe. When the game ends, the movie begins.